Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello and welcome to XO Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. I'm your host, Bunny Michael. So happy to be here with you. I hope your week was peaceful and relaxing and fulfilling. I hope you are warm and cozy wherever you are right now. My family, my parents um, and my sister and her kids live in Texas. That's where I'm from. And they lost electricity for days, actually. Luckily, they are okay. They had a gas fireplace, so that's what kept them warm. As I was seeing all of this stuff that was happening with the storm on the news and all the people without power and some people without safe water to drink because of this deregulated privatized power company that wanted to cut corners for profit, it just confirmed to me that we are living in a time, my friends, where everything that has not been addressed, the issues that have been hidden in the shadows, they do not stay hidden. The universe has a way. When you create a system that is unsustainable, there will be a time when the unsustainability shows its face. And we can see how this plays out in our personal lives too, right? When we don't deal with our stuff, that stuff has a way of forcing us to deal with it. For me, some of my most meaningful realizations came at a time in my life where I was really down and out. It was like I had to be pushed to see the effects of my loveless choices so I could find another way. And there is another way for us to organize ourselves as a collective, not from greed and oppressive power, but from love, equality, and harmony. Change is possible because all of us have changed. We have taken responsibility for our part. We may not get it perfect all the time, but we are coming from love. And hopefully our collective systems will transform as we do from the inside out. Before we get to the questions, I just want to remind everyone that we are doing full bonus episodes every other Friday for Patreon subscribers. You can have access to all of those for as little as a dollar a month. And there's also exclusive video episodes on there too, where I tell a story about how I reach my higher self. They're called higher self confessionals. And every month I do a video post where I tell a little story about a time when I was forced to confront my higher yourself. Sometimes it's stories about little things that happen in my life. Sometimes it's really big, hard lessons, but it's basically me just being super vulnerable and sharing like 
times in my life where I fucked up and been like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, that's what my higher self is trying to tell me. So those higher self confessionals are also on our Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com backslash XO higher self to sign up. And especially if you're sending in questions to be answered, they might get answered on a bonus episode. So I wouldn't want you to miss that. Okay, enough chit chat. Let's get to the questions. Okay, this first question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. Hope you're having a lovely day. I'm so grateful for your guidance and your work. My parents had me at a very young age. They separated and remade their lives when I was still very little, but they kind of neglected me during this process. I no longer hold resentment, and I really understand that they did their best. I was raised mainly by other people who cared about me, and I'm very grateful, but for so many reasons didn't stick around, so it's been super challenging for me to find emotional and material security and to be able to let people in because of my fear of abandonment. I'm very proud of myself for I've come a long way. I met a partner and the most beautiful friends who I let myself be vulnerable with. I found a family in them and it's been life-saving. I care so deeply about them and I wouldn't want anything but the best for each of them. This year, however, things are moving faster than I expected. I'm dealing with a lot of detachments and changes. One of my best friends decided that they're moving to another country, and even though I've worked so much on feeling safe by my own, I can't help but feel left behind since they took this path without a specific reason, without talking to me about this desire before or even considering that I could come along. I guess my question would be, how can I show the support they need and at the same time ask for reciprocity since I've often felt that I'm constantly holding space and time for them, being thoughtful about our relationship when it comes to big or small decisions, but they don't do the same for me sometimes and how can I let go of the fear and uncertainty that comes when someone so important leaves? Lots of love. You have such a beautiful and compassionate perspective about your past. You're obviously a very thoughtful and generous person who leads with your higher self, and that is so great to hear. I understand how the situation with your friend moving away and not communicating with you would trigger those old wounds, but I also see this as another opportunity at healing. In the case of your childhood, you really didn't have any control over your circumstances and most likely were often in a space where your feelings were neglected due to your parents' inability to be aware of how their choices were affecting you. But in this case with your friend, you do have a voice that has the space to advocate for your needs and communicate your feelings. And you making the decision to tell your friend how their choices have been making you feel is a testament to your growth because you are the one who has put yourself in the position to be around that kind of supportive family. There is a way to tell someone you care about that their actions felt hurtful without accusing them of doing something wrong or making them feel like you don't support their choices. It's these moments in our relationships that build intimacy because we learn from each other's sensitivities and find deeper understanding about what we need from each other. We all have a different past and have different boundaries. Something that is hurtful to you might not be hurtful to the other person, but that doesn't make either experience right or wrong. And if your friend is doing something that hurts your feelings, most of the time they are doing it unknowingly until we communicate it to them. 
And let's not forget that people also make mistakes sometimes too and don't always get it right. But that doesn't mean they don't love us and really care about our feelings. So when you do talk to your friend, come from the consciousness of your higher self, the part of you that is open-hearted and compassionate and honest. The part of you that knows your experience and feelings are valid and your friend's experience and feelings are valid as well. This isn't about right or wrong. This is just a sharing of needs because you love each other and you don't want to create any walls between you. After you communicate what you need from her, it's a good idea to ask her if there's anything she needs from you. This is the type of mutual care that will bring the two of you closer no matter how distant she moves away. Keep in mind, we're all doing our best, and this time has been challenging for most people, and those anxieties manifest in different ways. For example, it took a while for me to communicate to Kara, my spouse, who's also the producer of this podcast, in case you didn't know, that when our apartment is messy, it gives me so much anxiety. And that anxiety is valid. But just because the mess doesn't have the same reaction in my spouse doesn't mean I'm right and they're wrong. It means I have to be understanding that their needs are different than mine and they have to be understanding that my needs are different than theirs. And then we work together to find a way that works for both of us. But if I had made my way right and theirs wrong, they would have felt judged and I would feel offended when they didn't clean exactly how I wanted. The difference is the shift in perspective to our higher selves, where we know that we all deserve love, respect, and acceptance. And from that place, we can find a deeper intimacy and learn from each other and actually enjoy each other. I'm confident you will resolve this issue with your friend and you will become closer because the love between you is so strong. I can really feel it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Bunny. Um, just wanted to say thank you first for what you're doing here. Um, I know that like so many of your other followers and listeners have said, whenever I listen to your podcast, I just feel really grounded and peaceful and, um, loving. And I just feel like everything is going to be okay. And that's a huge gift. So thank you for that. Um, my question is about kind of the like relationship between accepting where we're at and also wanting something different or like wanting to improve things. And this is actually like the, I've seen this kind of in my life 
with a lot of different things, but I think the most common one for me that pops up is within my relationship. And there are times where I really feel um, like I want to see some changes happening in the relationship or that I'm not, there's something that's hurting me or some way that I feel my partner like isn't doing their part, I guess. And when I feel this way, you know, sometimes I think to myself, well, I just need to be grateful and I just need to see this as a lesson and this is a mirror. So it's teaching me something about myself, which can be really helpful. But sometimes I just wonder if accepting where we're at leads us to settle or not make the changes that like would actually benefit our life. Um, I don't know if that made sense, but I guess I'm just really wanting to hear your perspective on kind of like the difference between acceptance and a desire for more and kind of how those interact. So anyways, sending you lots of love, Bunny, and I hope that you're well. Bye. This is a really good question because a lot of spiritual rhetoric out there talks about acceptance of the moment and surrendering to what is. And sometimes when you hear that, you're like, wait, how am I supposed to accept this injustice here or this rude thing someone said to me? Like, I'm not going to surrender to that. And those feelings are totally valid. We operate on two levels. One is the level of the senses, what we see, feel, experience, even think. And the other is the awareness behind the senses, the inner being, who we are beyond what happens, the place where we find inner peace despite the ups and downs of life, and that is the awareness of our higher selves. We experience our higher selves in the present moment. That is when we stop thinking about the past or the future, and we are just here now. And if you start paying attention to your thoughts and building awareness of your thinking, which is what most of us on this path are trying to do right now, including me, you begin to notice how incredibly rare it is that we are actually present. When we stop anticipating a future moment or reliving a past moment, when we are just here in the present, in our beingness, acceptance doesn't mean you don't create change. Acceptance means you are accepting the now. You are surrendering to what is really happening now, not projecting on the future or wishing the past was different. You're totally present. And that present consciousness is actually when we are open to the wisdom of our higher selves and are a vessel for creative inspiration and divine action. Think about when there is a car accident, for example, and a paramedic arrives and has to try and save a patient's life. The paramedic has to be totally in the present moment to actually make decisions that the present moment calls for. The paramedic is in the flow of the present because the paramedic accepts the situation completely and from that place can channel what is needed. In other words, our thinking mind that is constantly wanting things to be different becomes like a block from accessing the part of us that is beyond our thinking. Our minds are tools we use, but they are not who we are. 
When we're totally present in our beingness, we can use our minds like an artist uses a paintbrush. We can direct it to where it needs to be. And from the consciousness of the present moment, which is actually the only reality because every moment is the present moment, we receive the messages of wisdom we need. If you're not present, you actually can't see what is actually happening. When you talk about the issues in your relationship and wanting things to be different, there's nothing wrong about wanting to create change in the relationship. But if there's one thing I've learned is that people won't make any changes if they don't feel accepted for who they are, unless you shame them into thinking there's something wrong with them and therefore they should make those changes, which only leads to resentment and a future rebellion to finding someone they feel more accepted by. When you communicate from love and acceptance for where your partner is on their journey, that person will feel seen and will feel safe to be open to suggestions or changes. Loving relationships are two people being a safe space for each other's growth and supporting each other on your individual journeys. Your higher self wants you to make the changes that will support your spiritual journey and your spiritual awakening. But all those changes come from love, from your heart. And when you connect to that part of yourself, you will know what you need to do. Look around you. Nature is constantly changing, constantly evolving, but also fully surrendered to what is. We are nature. The more we connect to our beingness, our higher self, the more we will be in flow for our divine growth. And that's all our higher selves want for us, to awaken to the magnitude of who we already are. Hi, Bunny. Um, Thank you for all the time and support that you give to us through your podcast. Um, I have a question in regards to a friendship of mine and the way that I'm treated by this friend, or at least the way that I'm perceiving it. Um, It's my longest friendship. We've known each other for over a decade, and it's the most um, different friendship from any of my other friends because I've met a lot of friends through school and becoming a parent from meeting um, other parents. And this friend I met um, before and separate from all of that. And I like having a friend that is so different from me. I'm so, she's very social and extroverted, and I'm not. But she's very funny and very friendly, and she loves my children a lot. Um, and she lives very, very close to me. So I, I see her, like, very often. And the problem is that I get a lot of unsolicited advice from this friend. And it's not just to me. She does it to other people, too. But it's becoming more increasing. And I'm getting to a point where now I'm almost wanting to avoid this friend. The main thing is that if I share a personal experience, and if it's something that my friend has not gone through, and normally if I share something with a friend, they'll listen, or they'll offer, like, some kind of support just by being a good listener or something. Um, But this friend will ask me, or she'll tell me, 
things based off of articles she's read and like NPR things that she's listened to. She asked me if I was going to have another child and I said I definitely was good at where I was at. And in response to that, she started giving me advice on adoption and surrogacy. And those are two things I have no interest in doing because I don't want any more children. And sometimes she gives advice that are, that's financial that has nothing to do with my budget or with what I'm even talking about. Um, and if I listen, I don't let it go. I listen to her and then I'll gently but firmly correct her and then I'll, I'll repeat that I'm not interested in doing that thing or that my experience was different from what she's telling me it is. Um, even when it comes to birth, she doesn't believe some of the things that happened to me. And then her response is, well, on NPR, this is what so-and-so said when this happens, or doctors don't do this anymore. And it's becoming exhausting to hang out with her. And then sometimes it almost feels like she's coming from a more argumentative place. And I don't ever engage in an argument with her because I don't want to do that with her. Um, and I think I know where it comes from as far as her childhood and her family. So I know where it comes from, but I don't know what else I can do because after I, f I firmly correct her in a nice way, I just kind of explain myself. Um, it doesn't do anything. And so lately I've been trying to just change the subject every time she gives advice and then it just leads to even more advice. <laughs> so it's super exhausting and now I'm just avoiding her and I can't avoid her forever. And it's also my longest running friendship, so I know that's not healthy for me or nice of me to do either. So I'll take any advice that you have. Thank you. It's totally okay to not be friends with people we don't actually want to spend time with. It doesn't mean that person is a bad person or that you're a bad person or that you're doing anything wrong or that person did anything wrong. It's just a personality clash and that happens. This seems like the kind of situation that the more time you spend with this person, the less you actually like them. Because the more personal the topics you're discussing, the more she breaks your boundaries. So my advice is to not spend extended time with her. You can be pleasant if you pass her or see her on the street. You can make small talk. But as far as a long hang, you are allowed to politely decline the invite. If you feel that in some circumstances you can't avoid her because your kids are playing together and you have to be there or some situation like that, the next time she brings up a personal subject, just say you don't feel comfortable talking about it because that is the truth. You don't with her. And she needs to respect your boundaries. Putting up boundaries with people isn't always easy because when we're empathetic, caring people, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But boundaries are actually a way to safeguard further harm. You are trying to avoid a situation where she crosses your boundaries in a way so inappropriate. You blow up on her and maybe say some things that cause some drama. And then you have to deal with that avoidable situation. Who knows? Maybe no one has ever said, I don't feel comfortable talking about that to her in her life. Maybe hearing that will really be an awakening moment for her. Either way, you have to take care of your emotional health. 
I think when it comes to parenting or issues around giving birth, people feel entitled to tell other people what they should or should not be doing. It's a real drag and that should really change. I understand how that can be really exhausting and even offensive at times. So that's why I don't want you to worry about it anymore. You do what you need to do to keep being your pleasant and loving self. Who knows? Maybe you will end up giving her a lesson on boundaries that seem long overdue. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, Bunny. I love your podcast. Thank you so much. I have a question in regards to identity. I think it's predominantly around that and it's something I've been thinking about for the last couple months um, or even just last year unpacking what I, how I think about myself um, to just pri- provide a bit of context to that. For years and years prior to this, I... I had a lot of, um, I had really low self-esteem and um, felt a lot of worthlessness and help. I felt really helpless and part of that was because I had um, countless uh, holistic practitioners tell me that I had something internal going on and that um, that my health wasn't Good, and this was because I had like um, skin blemishes on my face, and they, you know, they were trying to get to this root cause, and that's the way that they kind of work. But um, what I've realized coming out of that is that it's not actually anything to do with the internal processes of my body, it's actually just was to do with the crap natural skincare that I was putting in my face, which was called Aussie breakouts. Um, and I've come to the other side of this to realize that what these people were telling me, these professionals that I'd employed and spent um, hundreds, if not thousands of dollars with, was actually uh, false. It was not any truth um, really in what they were saying and even though I do believe that they had the best of intentions um but I think just having this renewed self um sense that my body is fully capable um in like processing all different kinds of food and um that my body is so resilient and um it's not actually flawed like I thought like I was being told uh has just given me such a sense of freedom um and I'm so grateful for that what um has happened is that because of my previous views in natural health and um, and I guess um, sustainability and, and mainly around natural health, uh, 
I, I, I can't pretty much change my life. Like it, it, it became such a big part of my life. I ended up becoming an organic farmer because all the, these health issues that I thought I had and, um, and, and it's very much shaped my career, um, which I'm also grateful for. Like I do love what I do, but I'm kind of just unpacking this, um, loss of identity and how I relate to people now because naturally a lot of my um, friends and people that I associate with are still involved in this kind of natural health movement and and I struggle to communicate my experience with them and even really close friends I have sort of kept quiet about my my process of what I've been through. Um, and I had this moment the other day when my, where my friend was telling, my really great friend was telling me that uh, she's going to potentially st- study uh, herbal medicine this year. Um, and, and I'm really happy that for her that she wants to that she's finding it at this new path that she's excited about. Um, and she was kind of talking about how I could grow some of the herbs for her practice. Um, and I am not interested. I've, I've moved on from that kind of herbal world, <laughs> um, to put it bluntly. And I didn't really know how to express this to her, like a, tr- a new truth of mine. Um, and without bringing her kind of cause or her inspiration for her new path down. Um, yeah, so I think I just want to understand this from your higher self perspective and if you have any thoughts about like uh, a loss of identity or how to communicate like a change of heart <laughs> um, and... Yeah, I think that's my main question around that. I've never really had something so fundamental shift in me in the way that I perceive the world. So, um, yeah, I'd just be really great. It would be really great to hear your perspective. Thank you. Everyone's healing journey is valid and your experience would actually really help your friend as she embarks on her own journey. Different methods work for different people and what happened to you, the advice you got, and how you completely went in 110% on that advice is something that people should hear. To me, this very unexpected way you came to really value your body, which is what you had been searching for in the first place, is a testament to how we get what we're looking for in a very unexpected way sometimes. This happens a lot, right? We get fired from our job, we feel like our life is ruined, and then another opportunity comes into our lap that initiates this deep growth and evolution in our life. And a couple years later, we look back at that time and we're like, thank God I got fired from that job. Healing works like that. Your higher self is using every experience as a teaching mechanism to bring you more love and self-acceptance. The biggest red flag for me personally when I'm introduced to new spiritual modality is when someone claims that this is the only way or the right way. 
There is no one way to divine realization in healing. And the sooner you learn that, the more you will follow what feels right for you. Identity can be really tricky because our egos love, love, love to give us identities that make us feel like we know something other people don't know. The ego identity of being more quote unquote spiritual than another person, whether that's because of where we worship, what we eat, whether we're vegan or not, how much yoga we do, how much plant medicine we've taken, how much we meditate a day or any of that stuff. That can be really dangerous. To believe that you are more awakened than another person means that you know how much more you need to grow. Like you know where the finish line is and you don't know that. None of us do. When we humble ourselves to accepting where we are and not making any assumptions about other people's journeys, that is actually where the love is. And that is the whole point to get to the love, the place where we are all one. So your identity as an organic farmer, holistic medicine person was part of who you are, but it isn't who you really are. You haven't lost any part of yourself. You're just shedding all the layers of who you thought you were. You are your higher self, divine love becoming self-aware. That's it. And that is so valid and so important. And anyone who gets to hear your unique story should take the opportunity to learn from it. You're not sharing this with your friend to say, actually, herbal medicine isn't my thing, so it shouldn't be your thing either. You're sharing that to say that you realized you needed something different, and there is no judgment there. And hopefully, the people you are close to will understand your journey and accept that. Every healing experience is meaningful. There is no one way. There is no special identity you have to earn or study for or become. The whole point is that you are already enough. That is the mountaintop, actually. And the tools we use to help facilitate that awareness can change from person to person accordingly. So I'm really, really proud of all of your growths and realizations. I think you're perfect. And you should be really proud and unashamed of that story too. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope it was as healing and nurturing for you as it was for me working on it. We love what we do here. It's so rewarding. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe on Patreon for bonus content at patreon.com backslash exohigherself. Have a beautiful rest of your day and night and stay cozy and warm. I'm sending you lots of hugs. Remember, I love you and so does your higher self. See you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 